Welcome to Grace and Chats. This is Dr. Marla Mueller and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Mueller. Hello, everybody. Hope you're having an awesome day. We are. It is sunny. Sunny, hot, and humid here in yeah. Mobile. It's been raining a lot yeah. every day. Have you ever tried to work on your computer with a 60 pound dog in your lap? He's scared of thunder and lightning. And he won't go to you. He goes to me. He goes to his mama. And he pulls in my breath Aww. while I'm trying to work on the computer. He's a He's good. <laughs> All right, quick shout out to Jacksonville, North Carolina. We have visited you many yes. times. Not too far. Not too far from there. We mm-hmm. would go to the mall. We got a movie theater. It was the only movie theater in the area that would actually show some of the Christian movies. Yeah. They didn't show them. Yes, it was a Marine base there. Yep, Marine base. They did Lejeune. Chef Lejeune. Well, some, they changed it. Oh, Remember? Lejeune. Is it, is it, it's French, right? Yeah, they, they yeah. used to say Lejeune, but then they uh, had everybody change the way they said Lejeune. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, uh, yeah. they don't call them Marine soldiers, they call them warriors. Yes. A lot of the warriors I have mm-hmm. for patients in the past mm-hmm. uh, always said Lejeune. Yeah. But I guess it depends who you talk to. And I typically say Lejeune, so whichever way. Lejeune or Yes. Well, thanks okay. so much for listening to us today. You can check us out at graceandshadowsor.org. You can email us at Dr. Jonathan at graceandshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. And for the next little bit, we have 45 states that listen to us, somebody from 45 of the states. If you get somebody from Alaska, Delaware, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Vermont to listen to us. We won't know the person, but we'll know the city. If you let us know the city and the state and you send us a text message at 251-244-4645, we will get in touch with you and we will send you a Grace and Shines copy. Yeah, and they're, they're very nice. They are Ooh. very nice. Yeah, they're very nice. And I'll about it. Yeah, I didn't hear some more out of mine. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for coming today and listening to us. What kind of facts do you have? Facts. Facts. Interesting facts. Human body produces enough heat in only 30 minutes to bring half a gallon of water to a boil. I would probably say that that, that happens pretty often to me at this age uh-huh. of my, stage of my life. I probably would boil it pretty quickly. <laughs> the bodies are basically huge furnaces. Yes. Um, and they produce heat throughout the day from many things, like mm-hmm. exercising, metabolizing food, yeah. and just breathing. Yeah. Our body is really showing us the laws of thermodynamics. When I was pregnant, you said I was like a little oven because it was so hot. Yes. 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 Gotcha. Oh. Get this. Here's another one. Okay. interesting one. You'll get a completely new skeleton in 10 years. What on earth? Well, how? The cells in your skeletal system uh-huh. are always generating. I didn't know. So the that. bones you have now will be fully regenerated in about a decade. So while old bone, bone is removed, new fresh bone pieces are replaced. But as we age, the regeneration process yeah. takes longer. And then you get bursitis and can't walk. <laughs> and arthritis. <laughs> All that stuff. Oh, it's awful. Let's see. What else we got? If you rub garlic on your feet. Okay. You'll taste it in your mouth in 30 minutes. Oh, how weird. It's a weird one. 
Why would you uh, rub garlic? Well, I'm not making this up. Okay. Why would you rub garlic on your feet though? What's the benefit? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Basically, you rub it on the sole of your foot, okay. and the molecules responsible for garlic smell uh-huh. can go through the skin okay. and to your bloodstream, and then travel to your mouth and nose, where you will get the taste of garlic. I have, and no one will want to kiss you. Right. Except me. Oh, I have a funny story. Yes. Do you remember the time that Gabriel and I went to Walmart, and I came home, and you and Mary Grace had eaten the little onion? Yeah, I thought it tasted weird. Okay, so Gabriel was my little Walmart buddy. He would go with me to Walmart, and Mary Grace would stay and hang out with you. This was when she right. was little, little. And she always was pretty adventurous about food and would pretty much try and eat anything. She did. And so y'all like to eat onions. Yeah. And so um, I came home, and I was going to make something with garlic. So I, I dug around Together. in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, where's that little thing of garlic that I had? It looks like, you know, it looks like a little little brown thing. And he said, oh, we thought that was a little onion and we ate it. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a weird tasting onion. Remember, yeah. y'all smelled the high heaven. And I did not have a garlic that night. <laughs> it <laughs> was a weird one. But it's a story. It's a cute story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Babies have nearly 100 more bones than adults. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Although babies are miniature humans, mm-hmm. the one thing that's bigger about them is the number of bones they have. Babies are born with about 300 bones, wow. and adults have 206 bones. Okay. These extra bones in babies don't just disappear, but rather fuse together as they grow older. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Yeah, I think the human body is just fascinating. It's miraculously it's made. God, mm-hmm. God's fingerprints. Yes. DNA and all that stuff points to a God. Pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, today I want to talk about when there, you know, when we feel distant from God. Yes. There can be various reasons for that. There are times, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got several. Okay. That's the first one is very obvious. Okay. The first, the first reason for feeling distant from God or far from God is sin and guilt. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, when Christians engage in what behaviors that mm-hmm. are contrary to the faith, mm-hmm. it can create feelings of guilt and shame, which mm-hmm. leads to a sense of separation from God, feeling unworthy of His presence. Right. And we throw up walls. Yeah. He doesn't throw them up. We do. It's kind of like a parent. Right. You know, God, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And you know what nothing means, right? Nothing. It means nothing. Right. So the people that say, well, you can lose your salvation. Well, I don't know what they do with nothing. Right. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Right. But just like a parent will give their kids a silent treatment Mm -hmm. when they're disappointed. Right. God does that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when we're little and we do something wrong, Mm -hmm. we know that our parents... I never could hide anything. We know that our parents are going to find out. And so we kind of avoid them mm-hmm. uh, to keep them from seeing us, kind of like Adam and Eve did from God mm-hmm. when they were when they had sinned. So, yeah, we do that with God. We want to kind of hide, even though he knows everything. And even though when he said, Adam, Eve, where are you? He knew where they were. Mm-hmm. So we're not fooling him. We're basically trying to fool ourselves, but we're not even fooling ourselves. But we're the ones running from him. Absolutely. He never runs yeah. from us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one time... My mom, I was about seven years old, mm-hmm. wouldn't let me go play out in the dirt with my matchbox cars. You were a rascal, too, though. I was a rascal. You were, yeah. So I took a flower flower from the family room. Right. 
flipped it over with the dirt. A flare pot? A flare pot. Oh, no. All the dirt. It's a big oh, one. No. And I started going, mm-hmm. I had an old crutch. <laughs> and my mom said, Jonathan, you okay in there? I said, I'm playing in the dirt. Oh, boy, she got mad. What that she did. Yeah. I felt a little distant. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. It's kind of funny. It is funny. Yeah. 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 In the Bible, can you think of anyone in the Bible that sinned and felt distant from from Jesus? Well, Adam and Eve, definitely. How about Uh, Peter? Peter, yeah, after he denied Jesus three times. um, He was so embarrassed when he he saw him later. It said that he went and wept. Yeah. And and, and was drinking. Yeah. Right. And he wept. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and he and he went back to his old life. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. But Jesus came back. Yeah. Have you ever heard that? Oh, Hezekiah, you ran to me, you took me in your arms. Yeah. Held my head to your chest. Was that a Rich Mullen song? I have no idea. But I've never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. That and is that's what song. he does. You know, we just have to ask for forgiveness and he. He came back to Peter. Peter could not. Couldn't look at him. Couldn't even look at him. Right. It said that they were in a boat, the disciples. Mm -hmm. He already had seen the resurrected Christ. Right. But they went back to fishing. All of them did. Yeah, they did. And it said that they were, okay, back then, in order to stay cool, they were basically naked. Right, right. Out fishing. Yeah. They probably had a little thing wrapped around them to stay cool. (laughs) Right. But Jesus was cooking fish. Yeah. And they saw it, and mm-hmm. Peter, it said Peter jumped out of the boat. Yes, he did. He really loved Jesus. He did. <clears throat> he did. And then later on, they had a fish fry, and then Jesus <laughs> took Peter off to a kind of a more uh, one-on-one area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he reinstituted it. Right. Forgave him, told him. Forgave him. Yeah. Feed my shoes. And then he became the rock and did so many, you know, witnesses, so many people, and God used him in such mighty ways. And he ended up being crucified, but he did not want to be crucified like Jesus. He asked them to crucify him upside down because he didn't feel worthy to die. Yeah, Yeah, to die in the same manner that Jesus did. So he ended up just being amazing um, for God. So in order to overcome that distance Mm -hmm. is to repent. Right. Ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And come back. Yeah. You don't Change. have to do anything. No, you just have to yeah. repent, believe, you're forgiven, move forward. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Just like you did, Pete. Right. Lack of spiritual discipline. Number two. Mm-hmm. Another reason for feeling distant from God. Mm-hmm. A lack of spiritual discipline. Yeah. You know, we lack discipline, I think, in our generation. I agree. I agree. We're so fast-paced, and we want everything now that we think that we can, you know, do our Bible reading and our prayer and our church attendance on fast mode, and we shouldn't do that. If we neglect our spiritual practices, such as prayer, Bible study, worship, fellowship, Mm -hmm. right, connection, it weakens our connection with God. It does, yeah. And so we need to be consistent mm-hmm. and regular in our discipline mm-hmm. to foster that relationship with Jesus. Definitely. And that's just discipline, just like with other things, whether it's physical, just, you know, physical right. well-being, yeah. emotional, mm-hmm. or uh, spiritual. Yeah. The third reason we feel distant from God mm-hmm. 
is unresolved doubts and questions. Oh, um, yeah. I've been there. I've been there. I've been through all of these so far. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Unresolved doubts and questions. And, a lot, and I think this is totally, I think doubt presupposes faith mm-hmm. and belief. Mm-hmm. And God uses doubt yes. to make our faith stronger if used in the right way. True. I think emotional doubt is the main one that individuals struggle with. I agree. Why is there evil? Yeah. Uh, where did all those people come in Genesis uh, mm-hmm. 4? Why did God let this happen to me? Why did God let this Exactly. Yeah. And I think when you look at this, you ask God, mm-hmm. you come to God, you find a counselor, and I mean, whether a professional counselor or someone strong in their faith, mm-hmm. that you can share right. these concerns mm-hmm. to strengthen your faith. Important to do that. Very important. Yeah. And God, God can take our questions. God can take our frustrations. And uh, you know, he's a big God. So we can be honest with him and we can talk to him about our faith. Instead of kind of sticking our head in the sand on the floor. A lot of people come to me and they're like, so, you know, how do you know a lot of, a lot of these uh, topics and mm-hmm. issues and right. biblical, biblical uh, exegesis? I'm like, you know, I'm nothing special. Mm-hmm. I learn a lot of this because of my own doubts. We lived through it. Yeah. yeah lived through it, studied it, researched. Right. Went through the fire. Yes. Uh, and, you know, that's what, that's the reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and off topic a little bit. Sure. We go through these things with a purpose a lot of times that we can take our but, uh, right. so that we can minister to other people that we see going through the same thing. We can say, yes, I know exactly how you're feeling because this happened to me, da, 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 and this is how God brought me out of it. So we can use our test to make it a testimony, and we can really help people where they are because we've been here. And that is one of the reasons God allows us to suffer, so that we can learn the compassion yes. and learn from his grace mm-hmm. that we can console and help others. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Um, trials and suffering. We just go to the next one, okay. uh, which we kind of started covering already. Yeah, right. Uh, difficult circumstances, mm-hmm. such as loss, illness, mm-hmm. personal challenges, right. feelings of abandonment, confusion about God's presence. And the loss can be a loss of a person, a job, sickness, friends, you know, friendship. Yeah. And sometimes people will say, where is God? Mm-hmm. Why? Right. And we have, I believe it's false teaching. Mm-hmm. A theology in Christian circles that yes. really isn't Christian, right? That says if you're sick mm-hmm. or if you're suffering, then you lack faith, right? Which I think is evil. Is or you've sinned, yeah. And, which can be true, but not Sometimes. always. You know, Sometimes. we've talked about that. Yeah, but remember that God knows the big picture. He does. He is using all things to mm-hmm. work together for the good. Right. Those called or loved him, called to his purpose. Mm-hmm. We don't know the why. Jesus even asked that question. Oh, yes. What he said? In the garden of Gethsemane. And on the cross. And why why hast thou forsaken me? Like right. Yeah. Remember Job? Mm-hmm. Poor Job. He lost everything except for his wife. Uh, his, his livestock, his family, 
he lost everything. Thank God he allowed Satan to, to do everything but kill him. And uh, he did struggle with his faith. And his wife said, curse God and die. But thankfully he didn't. Um, he, he continued cursing God. And God kind of put him in his place. But he did go to God for help. He restored him. And, and he was given twice as much as he Yes, he was. was. Does God guarantee that in this life? No. We don't. Sometimes it happens. Right. But best is yet to come. Absolutely. Yeah. Excuse me. Disciples during the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Think of their doubt. They were looking at the Messiah. Mm-hmm. They spent so much time there. And he died. Yes. And they didn't fully understand that. Even though he told them uh, pretty clearly that he yeah. was not going to stay dead, they thought that, or they didn't believe that, or they didn't understand that, or when they were listening, they thought he was basically telling the parable. Was it truly going to happen? And uh, they lost their faith there for a little bit. Can you imagine their passion for the Messiah? They saw these right. the dead rising. They saw multiplying, feeding the 5,000. Mm-hmm. They saw the storm being uh, uh, calm. Uh, yeah. And here they are. He's dead. Right. In a shameful way. Oh, yes. And they didn't get it yet. No, they didn't. And can you imagine the despair? Oh, oh, yes. It's just like, you know, you've had, you've had both of your parents die. My mom died. I was in a state of despair. Um, because I knew that I was not going to see her on this earth any longer, and they thought the same was true for him. They thought they were never going to see him again until they got to heaven, and they did not know that in three days he really was going to rise again because they kind of mentally blocked that out. So they were definitely in a state of despair and didn't know which way to go, so they basically did. Yeah. Yeah. They rose. And appeared to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, that's what you meant. Okay. Can you imagine the joy? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Spiritual dryness. Mm. Sometimes during periods of testing. Yes. Periods yes. of spiritual dryness. We're in the desert. Mm-hmm. We're waiting. We're waiting. We, we, we're lacking faith because we don't see. We don't feel. When we are, our faith is solely based on emotions, right. we fall into that desert. Yeah. Desert is also an opportunity. God is silent. When the teacher is silent, it's usually because there's a test taking place. And God's silent, it's usually because there's a test taking place. Mm-hmm. He's still there. He's still there. Um, yeah. But sometimes we. Don't feel them there when we're in that valley, when we're in that desert. They're like, God, where are you? And he's there. There. He's just wanting us to, to learn from that. And it can be very difficult. And you know what's funny is when we were in seminary, it was one of the driest times of our lives. Because here we are studying to be, I was planning on being a missionary. We were studying in the prison ministry. We're studying the Bible for class. Yeah, totally different. And then you forget to study your Bible for you. And um, it becomes, it was, it was a dry time. But, you know, we've been in very 
very dry deserts as well in our life. And it's hard. But the teacher's still there. He is still there, and he will bring us eventually out of that desert. Listen to these scriptures on spiritual dryness makes us hunger, makes the true believer yeah. hunger for God. Right. Thirst for God. Here's one from the Psalmist, mm-hmm. 42, 1 through 2. Okay. As the deer pants for streams of water, mm-hmm. so my soul pants for you, my God. Mm-hmm. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Right. When, when when can I go and meet with you, God? Mm-hmm. The past this passage explains the hunger mm-hmm. of to of, of connecting with God during spiritual dryness. Mm-hmm. There's others too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other things that Matthew five six it says, Blessed are those who hunger mm-hmm. and thirst for righteousness, for they mm-hmm. will be filled. Yes. I think that's why Jesus talk so much about food mm-hmm. and the spiritual uh, uh, symbolism with that. Right, right, because everybody has to eat, everybody has to drink. And we need to eat. Mm-hmm. But we That's need hard. to be with God like we are. Right. And drinking. Yeah. With passion. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Happiness and distraction. Oh, yes. yes. And you know what, a lot of times, a lot of times that comes like at the holidays and when you're celebrating Jesus at, at Christmas. Yes. So busy with church things and work things and family things. And, and the very birth of Jesus, you basically lose the meaning of because you're so busy and distracted. Yes. Um, yeah. That, that, I mean, I know there are other things, other times in our lives that, but that just seems like a big thing that we get distracted. We need to learn the discipline of quietness. And being still and knowing he's God. And we don't know how to do that. No. Our pastor was talking about that the other day, how we're always listening to music and, and TV and, and or we're listening to podcasts or we're listening to this, we're listening to that. And the very act of having silence, we just don't very often do. We want to always fill that silence because I guess we're afraid we're going to be alone with our thoughts and we're scared of them. And I think we're, I think, the world system mm-hmm. has created this need of always being in tune with what's going on. Yeah. So shout out to Pastor Ryan for talking yes. to us about that. That's oh, right yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. King Solomon is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. In First Kings 11, 1 through 11, it talks about despite his wisdom mm-hmm. and his close relationship with God Almighty. Mm-hmm. Solomon's heart was turned away from God to many foreign wives that led him to worship their idols. Yes. His pursuit of wealth, mm-hmm. pleasure, mm-hmm. ultimately led to his downfall and division. You're right. Yeah. So, so I, that, that's, that's, a, that's, all these are convicting. They are. They really yes. are. But we have, we need to be convicted. <clears throat> we need to think about these things. We need to realize these situations because. Yeah. If we just go on happy in the bubble all the time, you know, we're not really facing life and we're not really serving God. Lastly, lack of community and support. Mm. Christians are encouraged not to be a part of a, to be a part of a community provides support, encouragement, right. accountability. And Satan wants to isolate the lamb, the sheep. Well, and we saw how harrowing and awful that can be yes. during the pandemic of COVID. Awful. I mean, the world shut down. 
Um, and we had, you know, not a lot of communication, you know, no physical, you know, being around people. Um, thankfully, we, we still, a lot of us had Zoom meetings and, and things of that nature and, and you know, car church, <laughs> sitting in your car listening uh, to the pastor. It's but not the same. It's not the same. I mean, and I'm the first one to isolate because I'm so introverted and I'm the first one want to isolate and not be in community because I get worn out by people. And so I know that I fall into this as well. So like the pandemic didn't really affect me <laughs> as awfully as it did some people that were really extroverted and need to be around people. I was, I was good. I was, I was fine with it. I was fine, but um, that's still not a good thing for me. It's not, yeah. I need to be in community. Elijah. Mm-hmm. Perfect example of this. Yes. Great victory at the prophets of Baal. Mm -hmm. And then, after that enormous victory, you would think he felt like him and God were like this. He got depressed and ran away, hid in the cave. He hid in the cave and had a nervous breakdown. He did. He said, God, just kill me. Yeah, just take Take me me. now. Take me now. And God sent him an angel. Yes. Who brought him angel food cake. And then he took a nap. And he took a nap. Yeah. And then he said, get up and go. That's right. Sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that. And that community, Mm -hmm. being a lone Christian is very hard. It is. I've been through all these. I have too. And, uh, you know, I think that if you're going through this and you're Mm -hmm. struggling, that's good because you're alive. (laughs) That means that you're really seeking God and really want a relationship with God. Right. Uh, You know, all these things, think through, mm-hmm. uh, look, get into the word yes, and try to uh, seek God's face and community and community. Yes. And remember that mm-hmm. the God we talked about, mm-hmm. that we often can feel distant mm-hmm. and we feel distance because he actually exists. Amen. We can't feel distant from someone who doesn't exist. You're right. And so remember, he can take your mess, Mm -hmm. turn to a message for his glory, for your good. Amen. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.